0: Block Talk Radio. I will bless the Lord at all time. His praise has continued to be in my mouth. Psalms 34 and 1. You just tuned in to Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry here on Block Talk Radio. We are here every Sunday at 6:30 P.M. Call a neighbor. Call a friend, text them, email them, tweet them, hit them up on Facebook, and let them know that we are on the air live. I am your ministry radio host, Minister Elaine Jackson. We are so glad that you are here with us today. We're so glad that you took time out of your business today to be a part of the service today. We want to welcome you, whether you're on the web, well, whether you're on your phone, whether you're listening on your tablet. We just thank God for you being with us today. We want to welcome our new listeners, and we want to thank you as well for coming and being a part and sharing with us in Uh, receiving a word from the Lord. Today we will have prayer and then we will have a word from God. We just thank God for this day, for this is a day that the Lord has made and we ought to enjoy and rejoice in it because somebody didn't wake up this morning. We ought to thank God for allowing us to see this day and meeting our every need. We ought to give God all the praise. We ought to continue to keep his praise upon our tongue, for he is worthy of all of our praises, for all that he has done for us. we getting ready to go into a new month. Amen. The month of November is right around the corner. So we just hope and pray that everyone had a blessed day today in the name of the Lord. And we're, I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer. Father, we just give you all the praise and honor and glory. We magnify thy name. We give you all of the praise. We say hallelujah unto your name, oh Father. We thank you, Father, for being a God that's able to do all things, a God that knows all things and sees all things. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. Father God, we just ask that you will meet the need of every person. I'm going to sound on my voice. Whatever their needs may be, O God, we ask that you will meet them at their point of need, O God. We Thank you in advance for meeting that need Because you said in the word The Lord is our shepherd And we shall not want We thank you Father God That there's nothing too hard For you Nothing by no means too hard for you. So we thank you, Father God, of uh, making miracles and making ways out of no way, Father. And we ask that you will meet the need of every person. I'm going the sound of my voice, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, even now, God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, for those who have lost loved ones. We pray for those even in Pittsburgh, O oh Father, they have lost loved ones. O so Father, we pray for strength, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for comfort, Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we know, Father, that nothing catches you by surprise, oh, Father. We just pray for strength for those family, God, in the name of Jesus. Father, God, we just give you all of the glory. We give you all of the glory. We give you all of the glory, and we say thank you, Father, for thou art worthy, O God, of all of our praises, O God. We know that you're able to supply everything that we need, O God. We ask you, Father, God, to save souls all over this nation, O God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the revivals that are about to come forth for the to win souls for the kingdom of God. We thank you for it right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bring somebody out of darkness. Bring them to your marvelous light. Bring them out of sin even now, Lord, in the name of Jesus for your glory, God. Father God, we give this message back unto you, O God, in the name of Jesus, O Father. Decrease me and increase you, O God, in the name of Jesus, O God. We give you all the glory, God. We give you all the honor. Father God, we Pray for healing even now. We pray that you will heal the sick, oh God. Will heal the lame. Open the blind eyes that they may see, oh God. In the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise and honor and glory for it even now, God. For thou art the true physician. Thou art the healer. And we thank you for it even now, God, in the name of Jesus. Just touch the bodies right now, God. Those that are racking in pain, oh God. We ask you to touch their bodies right now. Make them whole right now, God. Deliver them right now. Because you said in your word, Father, you sent forth your word to heal all their diseases. You took 39 strikes upon your body for our healing. You were pierced in the side. You were nailed. Uh, your hand and feet to the cross. You had a crown of thorns on your head for the mind. but so we pray that you will heal the mind even now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we give you all the praise and we give you all the honor and we give you all the glory. And we magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. To God be all the glory. Amen. We will still be coming from Esther today. Amen. Esther, we've been talking about coming before the king. And I'm going to read um, the scriptures from chapter 5, and I'm going to start at verse number 1, and the word of God reads, Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house, over against the king's house, and the king pawned his royal throne in the royal house, over against the gate of the house and it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court that he uh, that she obtained favor in his sight and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand so Esther draw near and touched the top of the scepter Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther, and what is thy request? It shall be even given thee to the half of the kingdom. This is God's word for the people of God. We've been talking about coming before the king. Uh, We covered uh, chapters 1 through 2. Uh, 3, and we're going to try to complete it all today. Amen to God. Be the glory coming before the king. Uh, Last week we talked about how Haman um, had went uh, before the king uh, concerning Mordecai and the Jews, and he had sent out a decree uh, with the king's uh, permission uh, to do so to destroy and to kill all the Jews. In chapter four, Mordecai has uh went into mourning and all the Jews because they have have received the commandment or the written statement that had went out through all the providence uh, what was gonna happen to the Jews because the Jews in other words had been sentenced to death by um, by Haman uh, Haman had paid a, a sum of money that he was putting into the treasure to, to, uh, for the king and um, the, the Jews was in great mourning uh, and the Jews and they all went weeping and they were fasting and wailing and in sackcloth and ashes and Mordecai being Queen's Esther uncle he raised her as his own daughter because her parents were deceased. So he raised her as his own daughter. So he had sent a message unto to Esther and said unto um, Esther, you know, uh, we need you. In other words, I'm praying for we need you to do something. You know, you're in the king's house. We need you to do something. We need you to do something for the Jews to help us because we're uh, sentenced to death. We are sentenced to be killed. All the Jews, even the children and all the little ones and all the women, we are sentenced. We need you to do something. And so Esther sent him back back. Um, answered him and sent him back and told him, you know what, Mordecai, um, I can't come before the king because in those days, you couldn't just come before the king. And she said, I can't come before the king because he had to deal with uh, coming unto the king within the 30 days. She had not been called, and she had to be called to come before the king. She couldn't just go and um and the word of God it says all the king's servants and the people of the kings and the prophet do know that whosoever whether man or woman should come unto the king, unto the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall Hold out the golden scepter that he may live, but I have not been called to come in unto the king in these 30 days. So in those days, you just couldn't come before the king. You couldn't just uh, pop up. Anytime you get ready, don't you just hate when people just pop up when they get ready? But you can't come. She she was telling me I can't come because he has not called me to come. I can only come if he called me to come because it was a death sentence if you came. What it says right here: if you came unto the king, it was a law that you will he will um you will be put to death except the king. Uh, called you and pointed his golden scepter at you, that you could come. You just could not come. But what Mordecai was asking her, he was saying, you know, to Esther, you know, we need you to intervene. We need you to do something. You know, I'm so thankful and so glad that I have leaders that will go before the king before me for me. I, I'm thankful that I have leaders that will go before God for me. And for my soul, and for God to give them the direction for me, and that's what we need to be in our life. We ought to have leaders that will go before the King, and will go before King Jesus for us, because they—they're the ones that's supposed to watch over our souls and 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 cause. Uh, when go and go before God in prayer, and, and and like they did, they prayed and they fast. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just blessed. I am so blessed to have leaders that I know that will pray for me, uh, leaders that will fast and teach me how to do what I need to do. You know, just like Mordecai was telling Esther because he raised Esther. Esther already knew what you know what the fasting was and she knew what the praying was. She knew all of these things. That's why he said you need to intervene. And I, what I love about it is that all the Jews, Mordecai, and even in the end you will see how Esther and all of the people came together on one accord and praying. All of them came together on one accord and sat. All of them came together and didn't eat and didn't drink anything for three days for Esther because Esther had decided in herself, I am gone before the king for the people. people. People are going before the, the king so that my people will not be destroyed. See, those are the kind of leaders that you want in your to be under. That you need a covering now. You should not even be doing ministry if you don't even have a covering. You need a covering. Um but Esther after, after uh, Mordecai had sent her back this message as he said, she asked, She said, You know what? I, I understand what you're saying, uh, Mordecai, but I, I can't go before the king because I hadn't been called to come before the king, and you just can't go. And maybe he didn't understand what the rules were when it came to the fact of coming before the king. You know, it was, it was a big thing to come before the king, but you just couldn't come, and you couldn't come in a kind of way. You, you had to look nice when you came before the king, you had to be dressed up, and you had to. Be looking good and all of those kind of things. And this was just an earthly king. Well, Esther goes back and she tells he sends Mordecai a message, and she said. Well, and this, this, let's go back a little bit. Uh, Mordecai says unto think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether hold out peace at this time, then shall thou enlarge a deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And this is in chapter 4. Amen. So other words, Mordecai was saying, now, don't thank mine because you're in the palace. Don't think now that because you, uh, you, you know, you got that crown in here, and I'm just paraphrasing, that that you will not be a destroyer among us because, see, Esther was a Jew, and she had not told anybody uh, that she was a Jew because Mordecai had told her not to do that. But now was coming the time that she was going have to, to have to use that, and we're going to see how that happens. But he said, don't think that you got no peace now. Don't think it because in other words he was saying to her also is that okay, you might not do it, but there can be deliverance. Somebody else will be sent to do it if you don't do it. In other words, if you don't do it, deliverance will rise to a, to the Jews from another place. So either you're gonna do it, or he was believing his God to do it through so somebody was gonna deliver the, the, the people from this destruction. And he said who knows maybe God had brought esther into the place that she was for such a time as this because God always knows all things he knows what we've gone through and and he will send you people in your life to bring forth deliverance but we have to we have to receive You know, some of us, God is telling us to leave out of some of these places because we're not getting any deliverance. He's trying to get us out of places where there's no deliverance, where there's no healing, where your life is not changing, you're still living the same life that you lived before you even came into the church house. He's trying to get you in places and on the leaders that are called to come before the king, those that can pray for you, those that can get a prayer. We're talking about no uh, prayer for the outside world and it don't get off the float, and you don't get no healing, you don't get no deliverance. He's talking about people that you can go and and. and, and, and communicate with them and let them know what's going on in your life, and, and they will pray for you, and they will go before the king for you. And Esther, as, as what Mordecai was saying, you got to go before the king. And you got to go before the king for us, for your people, and yourself, and your house. You know, when you have the right leader in your life and and. And and you are in a place where you need deliverance. I'll give a testimony on that right quick. Um, This is the testimony. I remember when I uh, first came up on this ministry, and I was in a place that I needed deliverance. And God asked God for the right leaders. And God sent. This man and this woman of God, apostle and pastor, around into my life, uh, they would pray with me. She would call me and check on me. It was not a time that I, I would call them that they would not pray. Well, I thank God that... Um, for her gift that she has and her vision that she has. I thank God that she can see. (laughs) Praise God. Because all of the things that they did brought me to the place where I am right now in my life. I was delivered. I was set free. And I'm doing ministry for the living God. And it's because of the man and woman of God that God placed in my life. You know, Jesus is always uh, praying for us, and he's always interceding for us. But he will also give us leaders that are supposed to be doing the same thing for us every day. And I I tell you, I love my my leaders, and I always will love them. Because they have been such good leaders to me And because of them I am where I am today I have been delivered and set free The Bible says Whom God has set free, they're free indeed." And you know, when we look at the word of God And how Mordecai tells us You know, you got to go before the king You got to do it for Sometimes, you know, our leaders have to go before the king for Sometimes we need others to pray the vicious over your soul that's who God has put you under so you got to respect your leaders you ought to love your leaders you know this month the whole month of October was a month of appreciation for pastors all over the world it's a national it's a national event so I do hope and pray that everybody did something for their leaders Because these are the ones that God has placed over you and over you, the bishops over you, to watch over your soul, the ones that pray for you. And they're supposed to love you. They're supposed to care for you and all of those things. And bring forth their limits and stop stuff from coming to you. I know I got some good leaders, thank God. (laughs) Hey, I got some good leaders. And I thank God that they're able to go before the king, and, and I know that they're living right, and they're living righteous, and see, and, and I know they're right before God because they can't go before the king in any kind of way. they got to be clothed in righteousness. See, so you got a leader, and they're not clothed in righteousness, and they're living in sin, and they're living in darkness, and... As Elder was said, ahead ain't right. How you gonna get delivered? How you gonna get healed? They can't go before the king. Oh my God. They can't go before the king. They know he ain't right. And first of all, did he call them to be over this ministry that you're under? Did he call them? Did he send them? Did he prepare them? Do we know them? So when we come before the King to be clothed and washed, you got to be clean. How oh, I got to be clean? You got to have some kind of legal, and you got to have somebody that knows God. Now we know that Esther, and Mordecai, and, them, and in this, in, in the Book of Esther, you know, you never really hear the the. Uh, god's name but we know that he's working in the in in, in the in the scene he, he he's working in the unseen form and, and 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 everything is about to manifest in their life because he's working it out for them through them because of their faith i would say esther was a woman of faith i would say esther was a victorious woman she was about to save her people And, you know, like I said earlier, I love the fact that everybody was obedient to what they had to do. Nobody rebelled against what they were supposed to do. Not one half of the Jews were fasting and the other half wasn't fasting. The other part was praying and the other one was praying. And I believe that when we get to chapter 5, we will see, I believe that because they were all obedient, and because they were all on one accord and they all followed the instruction that they were given, it opened that door for Esther when she went before the king because in chapter 5 it tells us that she put on her royal apparel and then she she stood in the inner court. You know, some of us, we don't ever get in the inner court. We're always on our outer court. We can't get in there. First of all, we... Now help us, Jesus. We don't never get in the inner court. First of all, some of us don't never get in there because we don't never have time to try to get in there. We don't have time to pray. We don't have time to fast. I just don't have time to do it. I just don't have time. And you want somebody else to always do everything for you. But you need to pray for yourself. You know, it's good, and I love my leaders with all my heart. I love them. I always will love them. But i got to know how to pray for myself. And they have taught me how to pray for myself. And you got to pray for yourself. you got to learn how to pray for yourself. Don't look for somebody else to do it for you all the time. And learn how to pray for others. The Jews and Mordecai and Esther and even her uh, handmaidens or her maidens, all of these people came together. All of them fast, all of them prayed, all of them fast and didn't eat nor drink for three days and three nights. And Esther had made up in her mind, she said, if I perish, I perish, but I'm going before the king, even though she had not been called to come before the king. Because she knew what the sentence was. She knew that it was death to come before the king. You hadn't been called to come before the king. You know, we need to watch what we're doing. Make sure the king is calling us to do some of this stuff that we call ourselves doing. we doing it for Jesus. we doing it. Jesus don't even know. You got Jesus' name everywhere. Ain't no Jesus up in the house. We're doing some stuff, but it ain't got nothing to do with him. We can't go before the king. People been trying to get delivered, but they been coming in the church house and still ain't got no deliver. still ain't got no healing. And you still up there in the poor bit doing something, you got to sit down, you got to get right. You got to get right and get right with God. Get your life right. You can't come before the king in any kind of way. And when God has called us and chosen us to do a work, we must come when He called us. We must come before the King. And as we see, as Mordecai told Esther, you know, if you don't do it, God will put somebody else there to do it, in other words. And God will replace you. We can be replaced, just like Vashti will replace. We got to remember that she was replaced. But the Bible tells us when the Esther went into the 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 court, she had on her royal apparel. That means she was looking beautiful when she went in there. She was dressed nice. She was dressed appropriate because she knew that she was coming before the king. And the Bible says that once she got into the inner court. And so we got to learn how to get in the inner court. Can we start praising? Can we start worshiping? Can we give God that time? Can we cut off the TV? Can we get the phone out of our ear and cut it off? Can we spend that time so that we can get in the inner court and praise and hear the voice of the living God? Can we? Can we do that? Can we set? Aside the time We ought to be seeking them in the moment We need to be seeking it So we can get in the inner court So that he can hear our request the, When Esther got in the inner court is in it? So When the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court She was in the inner court We're in chapter 5 And the Bible says she found favor in his sight and the king held out his golden scepter unto her, and she touched the top of the, the golden scepter. Some of us don't. We just don't take time for God. We don't come before it until we want something. We don't stop what we're doing unless we're going through something. Then we can call on Jesus. Then we want to call our leaders. And and we don't have time for our leaders either. You know, when you don't do right by your leaders, you're not doing right by God. If you're disobedient to your leaders, you are disobedient unto God. You're disobedient unto the spirit that dwells within them. It's the spirit of the living God. You are being disobedient unto that leader. We need to. We need to get it right, y'all. Yeah. We need to get in the inner inner court. All on the outside. Some of y'all are even on the, y'all so far back in the wood. in the wood. Come on, the woods. Come. On, Come on. Get your life right. Stop playing. We need to stop playing church and get into the inner court so that God can hear our request. You know, sometimes you say, Well, God ain't answering my my prayer and, and <laughs> that's all you can do is whine and complain. Stop begging. Stop begging. And get right and get where you can get in the inner court. Get on your knees and pray. We got to give him time. We just want to do what we want to do. We don't want to come before him right. We don't have time to wait to see what he got to to, to say. Because as we see here, Elsa, when she drove near, and she touched the scepter and all of that. He asked her, what is thy request? Because she had found favor. She had had found favor with him. And he told her, he said, I shall give thee the half of the kingdom. Now, you know God wants us to have everything that he has promised unto us. But most of us will not come to him correctly. We will not come and worship and praise. We will not take time for him. We never get in the inner court so we we don't get in that place where he can speak to us and ask us, what is your request? Because he will do it. If you will get your life right with God, if you will get into the inner court, in that praise where there's worship, and a place where there's quiet, and He's gonna ask you, "What's your request? What's your prayer request?" Tell us. We have not because we ask not, and some of us we don't take time to ask it. He tells us if we knock, we'll find it. But we don't. If we seek, we'll find it. If we knock, the door will be open unto us. But we don't take time to get in the court. So when we come before the king, we got to take time for the king Jesus. We ain't taking time for king Jesus. We put everything before king Jesus. You know, he be, he, he might want to tell you in a, in a court what you need to do to save your marriage. What you need to do to save your business. What you need to do to save save your ministry, what you need to do, how to make everything operate better, how to do, uh, how to handle your enemy. Here, they had to find this way that they, because they knew they were sinners to death. And they knew they had to go before the king, and they knew that God had placed, I believe Mordecai knew in the deepness of his soul, that Esther was sent there for that particular purpose, to save the Jews, to save her people, the people of faith. She was there to save them. She was in that place for such a time as that. Because she was there, and she found favor with the king. And they knew how they needed to do it. They knew that they had to pray. They knew that they had to fast. They knew that they had to go before God. They knew that. And they did that for three days. And she went before the king, and what did she find? She found favor. They got in the inner court. When all of them got together on one accord, And all of them agree, you know, a lot of times we don't get what we need because we have some of the people that don't want to pray, we have some that do want to pray, we have others that don't agree because they don't want to do it. And when you do that, you got a division. They didn't have no division. Everybody was on one accord, and I believe that's why that fable, she had that favor, and that favor in the same, because God had done work the thing out for him. So when she went before the king, he said, "What is your uh, request?" And other he said, "What is your, what is your petition? What is your, what is your prayer? What is the thing that you want?" He said, "Whatever it is, I'm gonna give it to you, cause you're my queen." <laughs> he said, "Cause you're my queen." And she was that pretty queen. And she was a woman of God. And she was beautiful, too. And she was anointed. I say she was anointed to do what she was about to do. Well, the Bible said that she went to the king, and she said, well, king, this is what we need to do. This is what I want to do. I want I want to have a banquet. And they called her the banquet of wine. And she said, well, I want to have a banquet with you and, and, and uh, Haman. And so, of course, he granted her request. He he granted her request. And so the Bible says that she had the banquet, and uh, he still, he just had, he just had, she had so much favor before the king, when she came before the king. And I, I believe it was because they were so obedient to what they had to do before the fact. And it, it's just an awesome story. Amen, And as we go on, it tells us that they had the banquet, and um Haman was at the banquet, and it goes on to tell us, and we still kind of chapter five, amen, and says that um he was so excited, you know I had said um and one of the other uh, chapters that we had covered that Hamer had was real bolsterous and proud of himself and he he hated Mordecai and all of that. So when he found out that she was going to have a banquet just for him and the king, he really didn't know what it was all about. He just thought it was just to celebrate him because he was all of that. And so, of course, the king um, requests um uh, Her request was granted by the king, and they had the the, the banquet, and then they had a second banquet, and, you know, and. And and Haman he had went home and you know he had them brag and boast about what happened and how the king the queen and the queen was with him and he was at the banquet and he said you know what I just can't really in other words I'm praying for I just really can't stand that Mordecai I, I I until something happened to him because he really hated he said I just cannot in other words I just cannot stand as long as if he's here it, it, sitting at the king's gate, because they had Mordecai. <laughs> because Mordecai will buy down too. And so when he went home, and you know, sometimes people will give you some crazy ideas. That's why we have to be very careful what we do and how we do it, because of the fact that sometimes people will tell us to do things and it will harm us. If we listen to them, we're not getting the right counsel. We're not getting godly counsel. Uh, The Bible says that when Haman went home, he told his wife and he told his friend about what all was happening and everything. And they said, why don't you build a gallow? A gallow is something that you hang people on. He said, go ahead and build a uh, a gallow so when you go before the king and the queen, you can tell them about Mordecai and how Mordecai. uh-huh, upon the gavel that he built. And, of course, he had it built and all of that. But, you know, when we get in chapter 6, it tells us that when they had the uh, banquet and, and uh, let me go back just a little bit. And so the king, gonna talk in chapter 6, the king had, could not sleep. You know, have you ever had nights where you couldn't rest? Well, this king had a night where he couldn't rest. And so they pulled the book of Chronicles, and what they come to find out and make sure is that um, Mordecai, Had heard a plot that was against the king that two of the king's chambers the doorkeepers wanted to lay hands on the king and harm him but they never honored him they never gave him any royalty or or any of that kind of thing so when Haman came into the court now here come Haman again he's coming before the king again and so the king said come on come on in Haman I want you to come on in have you ever seen people that do that that come against you and go behind your back and because They want things to happen to you and want you to die and all kind of foolishness. And so anyway, (laughs) craziness, foolishness. So Haman comes into the court and all of this stuff, and the king tells him to come in and everything. And so the king said to uh, Haman, he says, "Um, what do you think that we ought to do? for um, the man what uh, that delighted the king in honor. So Mordecai had delighted the king in honor because he had turned in or told Esther about the plot that was against the king's life. But Haman was thinking as he would that it was all about him. So he thought that the king was delighted to honor him and not Mordecai. So he goes on and he tells him all that he needed to do. Give him the royal apparel. Give him Giving the horses and all that kind of stuff And and so when the king said unto him That it was Mordecai He was looking real crazy That he was looking really crazy So he had to do what he said he had to do He said, oh, the king said, I want you to go And I want you to do all the things that you have said to do For the person that delights the king I wonder how many of you delight the king I wonder how many of you... Um, or pleasing unto God. I wonder how many of you that you are pleasing in His sight, that He's honored, He's delighted, He's pleased with your work that you're doing, that He's getting ready to honor you. I believe that God is getting ready to honor those that He is delighted in, those that have been faithful, those that have been committed, those that have been doing the work. No matter what they've been going through, they yet been safer unto God. I believe that God is getting ready to do some new things. I I believe that God is about to give out some royalty. I believe that God is about to give some royal apparel. I believe that wherever you are right now you might be in the pit, but you about to go to the palace. I believe that God is about to, you might be driving a nowhere Pastor said, but you're about to be driving a Cadillac. Oh my God, you ought to get ready. If you have delighted The Lord thy God If you have delighted him And you have honored him And you have done what God has told you to do And you have been faithful And committed And dedicated unto him You have done the work When God delighteth in you He blesses you Beyond Things that you could ever think Or ever thought could even happen unto you he will bring forth stuff in your life because he is the king. The king of glory, and he got all power. He got everything. He got all kind of mansions. He got all kind of rods. And that when it comes to you, now don't act crazy. Don't act foolish. Just say thank you. No matter how it comes, because remember. Mordecai was honored by his enemy His enemy had to parade him through the town In other words, his enemy had to give him the royal apparel His enemy had to give him all the crown The enemy had to even give him the crown on his head See, God will turn around with the enemy meant the evil for your good If he delighted in thee. The king delighted in Mordecai but what Mordecai had done for the king. God is getting ready to do some great and marvelous things. Right rot, right I don't know what time, but I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be delivered in my hand. Aren't you ready for the deliverance to be, uh, be delivered in your hand? You know, God is prepared a table. You know how Psalm 23 said, God is preparing a table in the presence of your enemies. He prepared a table. It's a raw table. Oh, it's going to have Well, they said they had a banquet of wine. Oh, it was a nice banquet. You better get ready to live in raw You better get the best of the best. God don't give you no junk. He gave you the best of the best. We only do foolishness like that, giving somebody our worst. God's going to give you the best of best. I would say till you, get ready, get ready, get ready, because God will honor those that are faithful unto him, that he delighteth in. It's nothing too Apostle to a God, no matter where you are right now. Don't look at that. Don't look at what kind of house you live in. You live in a palace. Glory to God. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited about I don't know about that, but I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be excited. <laughs> you know, they ride us the wrong horses. Hey, we don't know what kind of ride God's going to give, but hey, we know that it's going to be nice because, he ain't no cheat God. He ain't no broke, God. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Amen. God be all the glory. Mm, we ought to be saying, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for honoring me. Thank you, Lord, for being delighted in me. Thank you, Lord, for what you're getting ready to do in my life. Thank you that I'm finna go into a land of milk and honey. Thank you for the table that you have prepared before my enemies. So we got to be thankful unto God for all that he does for us. Well, the Bible says that he had to parade him, and he had to take him on horseback through the streets of the city and proclaim before him, and thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighted to know, to honor. So you know he didn't like that because we know that he went meant the way for Mordecai. He meant for Mordecai, to, to to be harmed by the gallows that he uh gallow, excuse me that he had built. So the Bible says that after all of this happened, you know, he really got afraid for his life. He really got afraid because that that table had turned. The turnaround had come. The thing was um was about to change for the Jews. The thing was about to change for Mordecai. And the Bible says that when he went back home this time, and it told his wife and all these wise men that he had around him, they said Mordecai be the seed of the Jews. In other words, he be that true seed. He said. Uh, it said, uh, before whom thou hast begun to fall. See, they already knew he was falling. Thou shalt not prevail against him. You cannot prevail against the people of God. That's why God said, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. Don't touch the people. It's because you cannot prevail against him. They said, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. Your enemies gonna fall before your face. That's what the Word of God said. It said, "But shall, but shall surely fall before him." And they were letting him know, you know, you already done fail. And if he be the true seed, if that be a true prophet. If that be that true evangelist, a preacher, a pastor, a layman, or whatever they are called to do for God, and you have raised, raised, rose up against them, if it be the true seed of God, thou art surely to fall. Thou will not prevail against them. It may look like it. Haman thought that he was prevailing against the Jews and Mordecai. But we see in the Word of God. That's all it was. It looked like it in the scene. It looked like because of what you see. You know, sometimes, and I just want to say that. You know, sometimes we look at what we see, and sometimes it's not very pretty. And a lot of times people look and say, you know, oh, they ain't gonna make it. Ooh, and they get all happy, and they ain't gonna never get nothing. They ain't gonna never have nothing. They ain't gonna never do nothing. They ain't gonna never get mad. They ain't gonna never have nothing. They ain't gonna never have nothing. And they don't want you to have nothing because they're looking at what you're going through. But they don't see your God working in the unseen place. They don't see God working because that's why he tells us to have faith. Don't look at what you see. Look at what you can't see. And God was working all through all of this uh, book of Esther because it never said God's name. But we know that it is God. He was a supernatural divine intervention for them. And God had made it away from them. He didn't prevail against them, and we're going to see that He didn't prevail against them. And then the Bible says that in chapter 6, at the end of the last verse, they said, They hastened to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. Uh oh. They were finna have a second banquet. And so when Esther again, the king said, What is your request? What is your request to the king? You got to get in the inner court you got to get into that place where you can hear God. you got to get in that place so he can ask you, what is your request? And if you're doing right, and if you're doing what he said to do, God will send you somebody that said, what is your request? What do you want from God? I know he'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it when you're doing right, when you're living right. When you're acting right, carrying yourself right, doing right. And he'll have Esther again. He said, what is thy request? And he told her, he said, whatever it is, it shall be performed even to half of the kingdom. He won't give her half of the kingdom. Now how much favor she has. And he was going, whatever she asked, He didn't ask, when he asked her, he didn't know what she was going to ask. But he said, whatever it is. Because back in those days, whatever the king, if he said he was going to do a thing, he had to do it. He couldn't take it back. You know how we do something, other we promise somebody something. We're going to help him do something. But if it would feel like we got to do a little something, something to, to help him with it, then we, we take it back. We don't want to do it no more. But see, this, back in this day, the this, this king, when they said something, they sent out a writing. They sent out a decree. If they spoke a word in the kingdom... It was he couldn't they couldn't take it back. He couldn't take it back. Even when he um with the thing was that he couldn't take it back. Once it was said, once the decree had been sent, that was it. It was done. Couldn't take it back. He had to perform it. So she says to him, she goes to him, and as beautiful as she was, she said, Well, she said, I am my people to be destroyed and to be slain and to perish. She said, But if we have been sold for bondsmen or bond woman, bond women. I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not contravail the king's damage. And then the king, you know, he getting all upset. You know, cause Elsa come out. <laughs> Elsa said, "Them women, them women, them women." Elsa said, "You know what? We've been sold. We about to get destroyed." And he said, "Who? Who is it?" You know what, I believe God said when when something comes after he's like, Who is it? What What? where is it? <laughs> we, gotta go. we gotta go. You know y'all already know, y'all. But he, but here the king said, Who is he and where is he? That wants to pursue in his heart. So in other words, he had an evil heart. What it was? what in his heart that he wants to do such thing? And then Esther said, the adversary and the enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. Oh, now he know that now that thing was turned around. He knew now that he was exposed. That he was exposed, and he knew that the uh, the king was mad, <laughs> and he was begging for his life. See that thing was turned around. You cannot prevail against the children of God. And the Bible goes on to tell us that uh, Haman was hung upon the gallows. Uh, He was hung uh, on the gallows of what he had built for Mordecai to be hung on. He had built it especially to destroy the man of God. And I, I believe that God, when God turned that thing around, here was him getting hung by the same gallows that he meant for Mordecai, the man of God. You know, that's why sometimes, you know, I don't know if you ever heard the saying, you got to watch the dishes that you did Because you'll fall in the same ditch. You know, you got to watch what you say. Cause the same thing you did against somebody else, that same thing'll come against your own house. And we're gonna see if we keep on going on here. Um, let's see how much time we got. Okay, we um got a few minutes here. Um, when um when Mordecai was hung upon the gallows that he had built for. Um, not Mordecai, excuse me, when Haman was hung upon the gavel that he had built for Mordecai, the Bible tells us that Esther then again went before the king again for the people and asked him to write, uh, asked to, to reverse. So the thing that he had spoken unto him, because it says in verse number 5, and I'm in chapter 8, and it says, If it please the king, verse 5, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the thing seen right before the king, and I be pleasing in his sight. Let it be written to reverse the letter devised by Haman the son, a Haman uh, Dether the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews, which are in all the kingdom of uh, the king's providence. Uh, so now we know that the the thing was reversed. The thing that he had meant for the people and and the king would tell him later in the chapter. He said, "Okay, you and Mordecai, can you can go ahead and write up this decree, seal it with my ring, send it out to all the provinces. He had 127 uh province, send it out to all the people. And when he when they done that, and that's the thing about God when the what the enemy meant for evil, he would turn it around. In other words, you could say that 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 curse that was placed over their life was reversed. It was reversed. As a matter of fact, it came upon Haman, and it came upon all the other people that was against the Jews and Mordecai. And as we uh, read on in the chapter, they send out the decree, and I want to encourage you to go back and read the entirety of it. Amen, if you go back and read the entirety, but the Jews now had victory over the ones that wanted to destroy them, and the Bible tells us that um there was a day that was set that they would go in and destroy their enemies, and the thing that was supposed to come against them was not the thing it says in verse number chapter number nine. It tells us. It says, um, "In the day that the enemies of the Jews hope to have power over them." See, sometimes your enemies think that they have power over you. They thought they had that power, and 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 when he uh, Haman had wrote the thing, they had power over. But that thing was reversed, and they didn't have no more power over the Jews nor Mordecai. And it said, though it was turned to the contrary, it was turned around. It was reversed. That thing that was meant for evil against the Mordecai, Mordecai and the Jews and all the little children and all the family of, of the um um of the Jew or the uh, the community of faith and they um it turned around for their good and the Jews ruled over them that hated them. Listen at that that the Jews had ruled over them that hated them. Look at that now they had the power over them, and now over and now, now on and that they had the rule over them that hate hated them. I tell you what an awesome god we we serve, and as we go on and read the chapter, amen, it tells us that um so many of all of them was destroyed, that were against the um the Jews and Mordecai, also even. Uh, Haman, 10th son, were hung. And you know, that thing that he tried to do. And matter of fact, they were hung by the same gallow that uh, Haman meant for Mordecai and the Jews. The same thing. That thing that he meant for them. It was a ditch that he dug for his own self. And his whole, and, and not only that, his whole seed was destroyed. Because without his son, He could not have another generation. It was destroyed. It was completely destroyed. It was destroyed. And then the Bible says that they wrote another decree and everything went out and um, Mordecai, he would now um, um, be over the house of Haman. Not only did he get the royal apparel and the horse and all of that? He even received the house of Haman. He not only that he received the 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 ring. He received the crown. He received all of that. All of the things that the enemy meant for evil. All of the things that that were meant to harm and to destroy them and the people, the Jews, the Bible tells us that there was a great joy. They had a a great day of of feasting and joy, and they were sending portions to one another. In other words, they were sending gifts to the poor. They had words of peace. They had words of truth. Uh, They didn't have to worry about it because it never again could come against them. You know, some things that come against you in your life, Once God uh, move on your behalf, that thing could never come against you again. And here this thing that was done against the Jews of Mordecai had been reversed to the fact that it could not come against them uh, again. And even today, they celebrate this holiday. They celebrate this day. So, you know... I don't know about you, I just thank God for his word, and we have to realize that when we get ready to come before the king, let us come correct, let us get into the inner court, let us pray and fast and do whatever we need to do to hear from God, you know, know that we can be replaced. Uh, know that when we come before the King, we got to be called to come. Call. We got to be doing what He called us to do, as He's chosen us to do a thing, and we got to, we got to please Him, and we got to be pleasing in His sight, and and God will show us favor in in in, in, in and honor us by the work that He does. Now He allows us to get honor. Off of the work that he does. Now, he did all of this, but the people and all the people got great joy. They got peace. They got truth. They didn't have to worry about the family and the truth because the enemies were destroyed. Mordecai had the house and everything of Haman. He had everything. So we have to realize that when we come before the king, we got to come correct. Don't come before him in kind of way come before him correctly because he is the king. He's the king of Lords, And he's soon to come back. And we got to be ready. We got to be prepared. We got to get ready for his coming because he's coming. The king of kings and lords of lords is soon to return. And we got to be ready. We got to be ready. We got to stay ready because we see what's going on in this world. And we're living in these last and evil days. And the king of glory is soon to come and we want to come before the king. And we don't want him to turn us back and say, I don't know you. We want to be able to come before the king when he comes. We don't want him to say don't worry that we he doesn't know us. Amen. To God be the glory. We do hope and pray that something was said here today that has made you see something different when we come before the King, before we come before King Jesus, amen. We um want to thank everybody again for tuning in today. We do hope and pray that you tuned in to Pathetic Corner today, but between 5 and 6 today. We thank you for tuning in to Voice of Truth today. We want to encourage you to tune in to um, One Word for the Lord on Tuesday at 9 o'clock with my leader, pastor, and apostle. And then on Saturday, want to encourage you to tune in to Stay Calm by Hearing Ministry with your host, LD Evangelist, birthday SQs at 3 o'clock. And we're going to get out of here. We are running out of time, but we do want to remind you to um, to check out um, my new um book release and e-book, The Heart Reflection. You can purchase that and download it on Amazon.com and the Kindle Store. Amen. We want to praise God for you. It's only a dollar and twenty-nine cent. Amen. So we want to encourage you to do that. Also, we want to encourage you to become a wild partner. and if you would like to do that, just inbox me. Amen. Um, and, uh, Elaine Jackson on Facebook. Amen. We got to get out of here. We got to thank God for his word. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and do the benediction now unto him that is able to keep us from falling, to present us faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Get ready because the King is coming. Amen. You have a blessed week in the name of the Lord. Know that I love you. Know that God loves you. Be blessed. Have a blessed week in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.